All right, guys, it's about that time. Chris Brooks here with you again for another edition of the Rebels 247 podcast, part of the 247 Sports Network. And as always, with Inside the Rebels, how you doing this morning on a Thursday edition of the show? We are now June the 9th as we are crawling through the summer getting to football season. All right, now what are we going to do today? Like I said, hopefully you're having a good day wherever you guys are, getting some work done. And I tell you what, honestly, you know the weeks are just, they're absolutely flying by in the summer. They're just they're flying by. Seems like I I look up every week and it's, it's a Thursday or Friday. I mean, we're a couple of days now away from the weekend. Uh, we are Thursday, right? Yeah, today's Thursday. Okay, yeah, that's right. I had to double check myself. I mean, it's just, it's, to me, the summer flies by, and then football season will be here before you know it. Uh, before we get to that, though, I mean, we have to talk some more about the baseball regional coming up in two days, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, if necessary. We have some recruiting that's going on. I want to get into a little bit to Kofa Lewis, big offensive lineman from Pearl in town this week. Um, I'm tracking him down. Um, if you've noticed on the board and on well, a lot of this I've seen on social media, but you know, a lot of offers that are going out right now, which is you know understandable after a camp. Um, we need to get into some of that. We need to get into. I do want to go in a little more in depth on the baseball, just because. Look, this is this is my plan for the next. I guess the next couple of weeks. We'll continue to do the baseball thing until the baseball's over. I mean, it's the only thing we have going on right now in terms of live sporting events. So we we have to knock that out and make that priority. At the same time, I know you guys are looking forward to the football season. And it'll be here before you know it. We need to start breaking down some position groups, depth charts. Look, people laugh at the depth charts. I just know I'm having conversations with people about depth charts. It's just That's just what we do in the summer. It's what you do. Uh, I'm looking here right now on Twitter. Athlines comes out with their preseason All-SEC team. And um, and I have the names of the Ole Miss players that received some of the, the recognition there. I mean, this is the time of year that we are in. The magazines are coming out. You have your Athlines, your Field Steals, your Sporting News. I assume Sporting News is still a thing. I think it is. Street and Smith, is that still a thing? I mean, you get all the, I used to get every magazine. I'd get every magazine, which now in large part, the, the media sites now, they are, they are Athlons. You know, you don't have as many magazines that are out there anymore, but what we do is to produce a lot of that content, but I still like some, I like the, the hard copies. I do. I like the pages. So I'm going to get, uh, probably today, I'm going to go get an Athlons. I'll get the big one. Some of you, you'll get the SEC version, just SEC coverage. I like to get the one for everybody, and I will read that thing cover to cover. I'll take it on vacation here in a couple of weeks down to, um, we're going down to Florida. I think Florida. It's Florida. I can't remember if we're going to Florida or Orange Beach this year. But we're doing the family vacation thing and tying it together with some travel baseball with camo. I'll sit there and I will read it cover to cover, maybe a couple of times on the beach. And I feel like that will make me an expert on the college football season. I'll be ready to go. But we need to knock out some of that stuff. What else do I have here in my notes? 
Um, some stuff on Jimothy Lewis. Tickets for the regional. Somebody put tickets on StubHub for the regional this weekend for $1,800. Yeah, good luck with that. But these things really are going for $300 plus. That is nuts. I would be interested to know this. Have any of you guys, just put this on the board if you have. I'd be interested to know if anybody has spent $300 plus on tickets to get to this super this weekend. I just, I couldn't do it. I get a, a credential to go, but if I, I'm not sending the family down there for 300 bucks a pop, $1,200 to go, you know, watch it. I cannot do it, but I know some of you are doing it. Some of you are doing it, but if you were able to find a ticket, God bless you. They have been hard to come by unless you were in, unless you were a high enough priority in terms of Ole Miss points and giving back to the university to get those tickets. If you are these guys out here just trying to hunt one down, God bless you if you found one. Uh, before we do the the baseball, on the Athlons All-SEC, they went with Nick Broker, first team, the only player to get first team honors. I would have had Jeremy James up there. The, the In my opinion, last year, if you look at the numbers, Nick Broker had a good year. Jeremy James might have been – maybe was the best offensive lineman last year. And I expect he'll have a big year this year. The position move is going to be good for him. And I think the offensive line in general is going to be good because look, you're starting with broker and James, um, two of the better offensive linemen in the sec with Mason Brooks coming in. There's some, there's guys back on the offensive line, but I'm not surprised. Those were the, the first two guys and the only two guys to make first or second team for Athlons. These are the other ones. They went ahead and put Zach Evans, third team, AJ Finley, third team. Um, they went ahead and put Jonathan Mingo and then Cedric Johnson and DeAndre Prince. Let me tell you what I think that looks like at the end of the year. I think Jeremy James will be the best offensive lineman this year. It'll be close. Um, I could see him high on list at the end of the season. I think Zach Evans will be higher than third team. It says a lot that they put him on here, even though it, this is his first year in the SEC. I think he's primed for a big year. If Jonathan Mingo is healthy, he will beat the third team that I'm looking at here. Some of you might not remember this, but before Mingo got hurt, he had like a light bulb on, um, was playing closer. I thought, I thought out of high school that Jonathan Mingo coming out of Brandon. I mean, that's my backyard here. I have a Brandon address. I thought he was a poor man's AJ Brown. Now it's not fair to compare anybody and to expect them to be AJ Brown or to be DK Metcalf. That's not fair. But in high school, Mingo was, was absolutely that type player, poor man's AJ Brown, maybe not quite, to that level, but that type player. And he was looking like that finally before he got hurt. If he comes back hundred percent healthy and he is that player, he'll beat that third team. And, uh, and he's a, honestly, that's an awesome dude. If you know him at all and what little I know of him and been around him, I'm pulling for him. Hopefully he beats that. And then uh, Cedric Johnson, I think he'll absolutely beat the fourth team. Of anybody on the roster, prime for a huge year, other than, you know, outside of 
the new guys, your 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 Michael Triggs, your Jackson Darts, if if it works out with him, if he beats out Luke Altmeyer. Uh besides those guys, your Zach Evans, the guy on that roster that I think is primed to have a, a big year, Cedric Johnson could do what Sam Williams did last year. Uh, I think he is that guy, but that's your Athlon's preseason all SEC. Now, let me knock out a little bit of this baseball. If you're going down there, I know David has um a crossover pod, which um which I'm I'm I I love that honestly. I mean I do. I, I'm friends with Ben too, so I'm glad those guys are knocking out a pod. And uh, they go into what happens in terms of what's all on the line. I don't want to go more into the Mike Bianco stuff. All I want to talk about now is whether or not they're going to win the thing. If man, I was about to make a prediction. I hate making predictions on baseball because, and I know you guys are going to hate this even more when anybody says that's baseball. All right. I get it. I know you remember when, uh, when David Cutcliffe was the coach, that would seem like an awesome guy too, was a good person. And wasn't, wasn't David the one that everything was a, everybody was a warrior. What didn't, isn't that what we did? Everybody was a warrior. And, uh, oh, my gosh, what did we do on Mondays? We had some name for Monday after the game, but I cannot remember what we did. But when coaches are around enough, you you get this, the, the constant messaging, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, we do a lot of that's baseball. But the truth is, that's that's what it is. It's hard to predict baseball. You could flip a coin right now between Southern Miss and Ole Miss and be just as likely to figure out who's going to win that thing as anybody that's going to have the audacity to get behind a microphone and tell you who's going to win the thing. If I did that with any level of confidence, uh, you should probably discount everything I say afterwards. You don't know, especially baseball. Look, and this is also a thing too. More baseball than than any other sports, more, more than basketball, more than football. The truth is, the way baseball is played, you need breaks. That's just that's just a fact. You know, when you, and this is common sense, when you hit balls hard, you need to hit them not right at somebody. You don't have a whole lot of control over that. You know, that's just kind of luck of the draw stuff, a lot of that. Now, you give yourself a chance by hitting balls hard and not having just awful at-bats and flailing at everything. But you can have a good approach on a weekend, really barrel balls up, but you're hitting everything at people. I mean, it happens. It happens. You need some breaks. You need some good calls. You you need all of those things. It makes it impossible. What I do like best, there's two things to like. And these, these seem very general common sense thing, but that lineup is swinging it, and the right guys in that lineup are swinging it, namely Tim Elko. When Tim Elko is doing this, it elevates everybody. Do you know what it's like to be on a team and you have your guy? You know, when you whether it's football, baseball, basketball, when you get off the bus, you know, that's our guy. And even though it's a team sport, when you have that one individual, somehow it makes you feel more confident collectively that you have a good shot. That's just the way this works in team sports. If you have a guy or a couple of those guys that make everybody else just feel more 
confident, more comfortable. Okay. Elko is that guy. When he's swinging it like that, that filters down the lineup to everybody else. I mean, you can use the straw that stirs the drink or, you know, whatever analogy or phrase or saying that you want to use. When he's swinging like this, it makes everybody feel better. Takes pressure off the other guys and they tend to follow. And we're in the right part of the year for this to be happening. Tim Elko is swinging it. If he can keep doing that this weekend, if the pitching staff can keep doing what they're doing, they figured, look, that we haven't made enough of this. Uh, Mike Bianco figured the pitching staff out about halfway through. DeLucia was huge on Friday nights. I've said all year from start to finish, I thought Hunter Elliott was going to be the Saturday guy only because you don't want to start a freshman on Friday nights. And I'm glad we finally put him there and we stuck with him. He throws too many pitches, but that's because he's young. He's going to be Doug Nikhazy before he's done. And I don't know what we'll call when Hunter pitches some Doug Day kind of thing, but he's going to be that guy. And then after them, there's other arms. The bullpen's been great. Brandon Johnson's been really good in the closer role. When they figured that out, um, the season changed. And then the thing about Southern Miss, if they win it, I think it will be because their pitching staff dominated the regional. And they have arms. Remember those teams that we had back in, in well, it's not too long ago. You know, this program's been built a lot on arms. And I'm thinking to some staffs where it seems like everybody you're popping out there on a weekend is mid-90s with stuff. Southern has kind of one of those staffs right now with guys that can really throw it, that can dominate a lineup. If they win it, I don't think it'll be just outscoring Ole Miss. I think it'll be a case of you look back and their pitching staff, top to bottom, controlled everything. Not that Ole Miss can't pitch with them, but Ole Miss has to swing it. I don't think Ole Miss's staff is red is, is in the same place Southern's is right now, but I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, it's baseball. Get a few breaks here or there. Make a few of your own breaks, and we'll see what happens. Now, I'm trying to check to see if there's anything else that we need to go into. If you are traveling to the game, some of you, if you don't go down to Hattiesburg very often, if you're going down 49, you're looking for a place to eat, you can knock out the igloo in Florence. That's Jerry's Catfish House. You're welcome in advance. Some of the best catfish you'll ever have. And plus, you get to eat in this kind of weird, unique place. I love it. It's not far from where I grew up. And I've been going there my whole life. Love it. And then Barry's Seafood Buffet is pretty awesome. There's one, you'll pass it. In, you'll, there's two. You'll pass one in McGee. And you'll also pass one up here in, in the Florence area. Either of those places, you'll be glad you went. So if you're looking for a place to eat on the way down there, knock out a couple of those. I want to save some of this for later. I want There's, there's Jimothy Lewis. Coming up this week, Ole Miss is still in good shape with him. I think they're still in good shape with Isaiah Autry, a couple of big offensive linemen in state for the 2024 class. Uh, I'm going to track down to Kofa Lewis, another 2024. If you're looking for three linemen that could be early guys for that 24 class that are juniors now, those are three names in Mississippi that I think will all be SEC players. And I think Ole Miss would have a good shot with all three of those guys. But I want to track down to, to Kofa today and see how he did. He's a little shorter. 
He's a little on the short end, you know, more like a six, three guy, but really athletic, a powerhouse in the weight room. He'll make somebody a really good interior offensive lineman. I think on the sec level one day, I'll track him down today, but that's going to do it today, guys, tomorrow. We'll see what happens. I'm sure it'll be a little bit more baseball. We'll see what recruiting pops today because something pops every day. Always appreciate y'all listening. Enjoy your Thursday. Two days away from this baseball regional in Hattiesburg. Can't wait. But always appreciate y'all. This is Chris Brooks on the Rebels 247 podcast with 247 Sports and Inside the Rebels. Y'all have a great day.